Hi, welcome to The Bug Plug, a podcast about all things insects, arachnids, arthropods, creepies, and crawlies. I'm Kaylee, and today we're learning about hawk moths. So this past week I was out watering the front flower bed and there were so many bugs. And like at the time of recording this, I just came in from watering and I got to see bees, like three different types of bees. I saw a wood bee, a honeybee, and a bumblebee. I saw some grasshoppers. I saw so many, so many of those crane flies. Outrageous. Um, but not the reason we're here. I really love when the bugs start coming out and the gardens and flower beds just really come to life. Not only do the flowers make me happy, but all of the bugs and like just the life makes me so happy. So I was very excited to see a hawk moth for the first time in person in my flower bed. I don't know, (laughs) I don't know what it is about like gardening and having outdoor plants, but the plants thriving is great. It makes me happy. What really gets me is when there's like bugs and other things that like the plants, like that's a sign of success to me. Um, so the hawk moths being there, I was like, yes, I have actually done something right here. I have bees, I have these new moths. So I whipped up my phone to take pictures. And as I was doing that, two more hawk moths flew over. They really like my dianthuses, which honestly, same. They're my favorite flower bed plant right now and have been like trying to take over my flower bed for the last like two years. I'm here for it. Anyway, not the point. I saw hawk moths for the first time and I needed to know everything about them and that's why we're here. So hi, welcome. Before we dig too far in, my allergies are killing me. So I apologize if I sound... A little bit scratchier than usual. It's just sort of where we are today. So hawk moths, also called sphinx moths, and uh, their caterpillars are known as hornworms because they usually have like a stiff pointy horn on their rear end. Uh, They also rest with their thorax raised in the air and the head tilted downward, which I guess reminded people of the posture of sphinx statues. Um, I just think it's funny that they put their butts up in the air. Uh, to be fair, the moths kind of do that too. Their, uh, thorax is kind of, not J totally, but bend up sometimes. There are something like 1400 different species of hawk moths. They are mostly found in the tropics, but can also be found just about anywhere where there are bugs. Hawk moths are usually large, heavy bodied with long pointed abdomen. Now that pointed abdomen is kind of interesting because they do almost look like they could sting you, but they can't. They often hover near flowers, feeding on nectar, using, like they have a really long proboscis. We've talked about this before. That's like a mouth tube, almost like a tongue, but not a tongue. Um, I think when we learned about monarchs, I think we talked about a proboscis being like a built-in straw, and that's kind of the best description of it. The forewings are generally long and pointed, although some species have like angled or irregular wings. Um, Their antenna 
tend to get gradually wider and then narrow again at the tip, which is interesting. Most hawk moths are nocturnal, but some are more active like at dawn or dusk or even during the day. The day active species almost mimic like bees or hummingbirds with the way they interact with the flowers. The ones I have, they're very hummingbird-like. The way they move around and hover as well as their size makes them really seem like hummingbirds. Um, there are some species of hawk moths called hummingbird moths for that reason. I think if that one just zoomed by your head, you maybe wouldn't even know the difference. Although hummingbirds are very fast, the hawk moths, I mean, they're pretty quick, but I don't think they're quite that fast. Like other moths, the adults usually live like near their larval food plants. Since females must deposit eggs on or near these plants, the males typically seek females near egg-laying locations. I'm hoping, hoping, the three that I saw, one is female and two are male. Um, it'd be better if two were female and one was male, but I don't think that's how that's going to work. I think one must be female. Um, but I'm hoping they're laying eggs, like, in the flower bed area so that I can have more of these next year because they're very cool. Um... And also, since I got off topic, getting back to my notes, when adult moths first emerge from their cocoons, they're usually near their food plants uh, where they had developed as caterpillars. So they just sort of hang out kind of in the same area. They do leave. They can fly away, obviously. But I mean, if they're near a food source, why would they go anywhere? So they are kind of kept more local if they can be. Hawk moths use a wide range of larval host plants, including both woody and non-woody species. Each moth species has its own suitable host plants. So, for example, there are some that only eat, like, tobacco, tomato, potato family plants. And then others must eat the leaves off of, like, rose family trees. So think like plums, cherries, and apple trees. Many hawk moth species are named for their notable food plants, such as the Osage orange, wild cherry, and walnut. It, that concept just makes me laugh, because what if we were named after what we eat the most? I think I would be the human, or the pizza variety of human. Um, I would love to know what you would be. I am a little worried. Hold on, let's back up. So, some of them, some hawk moths, eat rose family tree leaves which includes apple tree leaves and if you've listened for a while you know I have some apple trees in my front yard and I love them and they're finally taller than me this is the first year that they're taller than me and I've put a lot of effort into these trees because I started them as seeds so I've had these trees for like six years um I just went outside for the first time like two years ago so I'm very invested in these trees and I'm very concerned that the hawk moths that I have, their larvae eat the apple trees. I hope not. If they do, I'm going to have a problem. Sorry, I just had a little crisis. Um, back to what we were doing. <laughs> the caterpillars of some species are well-known garden pests and are such well-known garden pests that they have their own names separate from that of the adult moth. Prime examples are the tomato hornworms and the tobacco hornworms. I mean, we've all heard of tomato hornworms, right? Like if you live somewhere that grows tomatoes, you've heard of them. Um, well, 
get back to that in just a second though. The, it's important to note, the adults aren't eating your tomato plants. The adults are not eating my apple trees. What they're doing is like with their super long tongues, they're drinking nectar from flowers. Um, and some of them are important pollinators as they move to flower to flower. And I think that's why my dianthuses, dianthuses, dianthus, I don't know the plural of that, are doing so well this year is because they're being like well pollinated. Um, but different species take nectar during different times of the day. We've talked about this. I think the ones at my house are most active like late afternoon or evening. When I go out to water, when I get home from work is when I see them. Like if I water earlier in the day, I don't see them. Um, but some species don't eat at all as adults. So just circling back to what I had a crisis about earlier. Some are considered pests as caterpillars, eating people's vegetables and leafy plants. I know my grandma gets them on her tomato plants sometimes, and it's a whole ordeal because they will eat the whole plant, which is why I was worried about my apple trees. I know I talk all the time about how bad pesticides are. Hornworms can be removed from your plants, okay? Um, they're kind of scary looking worms, but that horn won't get you. So you can either pull the caterpillars off and relocate them to a plant that like you don't care as much about or like your neighbor's flower bed, or you can smash them. While I don't think it's a good idea to just kill bugs willy-nilly, I do see the harm that these bugs can pose. So if you need to do some population control I totally understand, just please don't use chemicals that will affect other insects and, you know, amphibians and reptiles and birds and all of it. Um, finally, <laughs> this was like a little scattered episode. Uh, will it pet? I think you can get kits for hawk moths just like you can for monarchs, where like you get the eggs, they hatch into the caterpillars that undergo a metamorphosis and a chrysalis, and then they're released as the moths. I think these life cycle kits are super cool. If you're someone with kids, I think it'd be a super fun thing to try one year. I don't have kids, but I'd, I'd do it myself. Um, just make sure your timing is correct so you aren't releasing moths like in the winter. Um, and that you're getting something that can live where you are. So, you know, maybe our friends in Iceland should sit this activity out. Just do some research on it. Um, it's not the same as keeping a pet but you still need to make sure you're doing right by the bugs. Alrighty, let's recap and close this one out so I can go take a Benadryl. Hawk moths, also known as sphinx moths, are large moths that often resemble hummingbirds. They start out life as hornworms, which can be problematic for many people. And there are several species of hawk moths, varying in colors and patterns, that have different you know, behaviors and eat different things and are awake at different times. But overall, they're big and they're very cool. So that'll do it for this one. Thank you so much for learning with me today. I'll see you next week here on the Bug Plug Podcast. The Bug Plug is written by Kaylee, researched by Kaylee, recorded by Kaylee, and edited by Kaylee. The Bug Plug's theme song is from Fine Tune Music. And you can follow the Bug Plug on Instagram and TikTok by searching Bug Plug Pod. You can reach out to me via Instagram direct messaging or emailing me at bugplugpod at gmail.com.